0: Thank you. The tip, Thank you.
1: women become in an atmosphere of security men become in an atmosphere of honor we cannot reach our full potential without each other you're not pursuing your wife as the treasure she is
2: with your whole heart and you are missing out your wife needs and deserves your whole heart
3: husbands are our treasure too whatever we put our effort to Whatever we give our time, our resources to, that's going to become the treasure in our life.
2: You can experience your freedom. You can experience forgiveness that is not of this world. You're going to experience it in His time, for His glory. But in the meantime, don't miss it.
3: Good morning and welcome to Only Believe Ministries. We're glad you chose to come to the family of faith this morning. Amen? All right. We want to take time to welcome all of our live streamers and from any platform that you're viewing. We welcome you today, and we are glad you are with us. If it's your first time here at Only Believe, we ask that you reach in front of you and get a visitor's card. We want to say we're glad you came to visit today and to see what's happening here at Only Believe. We hope that your experience is beyond what you imagined. If you fill that card out and take it to the Welcome Center on your way out, we will give you more information about our church. Um, I also want to remind those of you that are members here and maybe you're visiting for the first time today and you feel what we feel in this Unprecedented time in our nation. We're on a 21 day prayer season in our church. We're asking that everyone that can pray with us throughout the day. The church is open from early in the morning until eight o'clock at night. A lot of us join here at seven o'clock every single evening and push through and pray until eight o'clock. We're asking that you come join us. You know, I can't tell you how many people I've heard say, we've got to be doing more. Prayer, that's what we're doing. That's what your church is doing. I'm asking you to come out and join what we're doing together. Um, In December, we had a prayer tree that we filled with prayer requests of our church members. We've taken some of those off. If you come on these nights, you will find a list of prayer requests from within your general congregation that we're standing and believing with them for 21 days to make a difference in their life. Um, you saw that we um, that's going to be going until the 24th. Also, I want to remind you that on January the 31st, mark it in your calendar, if you know somebody somebody in your family, a friend at work, maybe just an acquaintance that you see in the grocery store every week, and you pick a certain lady or a certain gentleman's aisle, and you know that they need a touch from God, a miracle, I'm asking you to invite them out on January the 31st at 6:30. You know, this is a house of miracles. Amen? You hold miracles inside of you. Do you know that you have the power to pray over someone in the name of Jesus and their life be changed? I'm asking you that not only in our services today. See, you get this every week. You get miracle working power every week, but the people that you know, the people that don't attend church need a miracle touch from God. Amen. I'm asking you to invite them on the 31st of January and watch God is waiting to do something in their life and heal them, deliver them and set them free. Do you believe that? Alright, well God is the healer, the miracle and the deliverer for you as well. Stand to your feet and today in worship we're going to begin to worship and magnify the Lord and I'm telling you that this is a place where you've come to meet God today. Let Him meet you where you are. I
4: was buried beneath my shame Who could care It was my Till I... I was pretty- In the name of Jesus, this is a house of miracles.
5: still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Faithfulness.
0: I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never
5: failed. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Faithfulness. Still in your
6: this song started, God said there's a great covering on this house. It's a covering of freedom, a covering of peace, a covering of joy, a covering that will take away all the empty places. There's a covering on this house that I have built, that I have formed, that I have made and placed you in. Stay under this covering. Stay tight with it. Stay with me. Because in this house, where this covering is, goes my glory. And it's falling and falling and falling. And I will tell you that as we delayed the word a little bit, it's okay. Because God's been here all along. And as soon as I got up close to this altar, my tears started to fall. And I thought, oh my how precious it is, the ointment of God upon us is so wonderful. Amen. You need
4: that? You You are good, You good.
3: speak these things unto you. I say, I come to do a new thing. Declare it. Do not be silenced. Faith speaks to the things that are dead. For you have grown comfortable in your love that once I spoke things that you have laid down, things that you once purposed in your heart. Speak to those things in your life that once burned so bright for me. Faith speaks a word. Then it sees Declare it and I shall perform it.
2: A miracle coming your way. Come on, now do you really believe that? All right, some of you do. (laughs) That's awesome. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. If we haven't said welcome this time, we're doing our tithes and offerings part of the service. So if you need a tithing or offering envelope or envelope, depending on what college degree you got, you can ask one of these guys and they'll come around for you. If you're watching by live stream, uh, right there on the screen, it'll tell you how you can give right from the very comfort of your living room and your pajamas, amen, glory to God. So if everybody will also just pay attention to the screen right here, that'd be awesome. Come on, how many of you believe that right now, amen? Yes, awesome. But the key to that whole thing, the one thing the video didn't say, is it's all up to you and I. When Jesus was on that cross, he said those words, it is finished. And then he gave us the power. So it's not, we're waiting on him for those things to happen. It's, he's waiting on us to make the first move so he can make those things happen in our lives. Amen. So the key to all those blessings, the key that everything that happens through this ministry and around the world is all dependent on you and me to do our little part so he can do much. We are blessed. If you're blessed, say amen. 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 Stand to your feet and let's pray over our tithes and offerings this morning. Father, we come before you. We thank you so much for this opportunity to give back to you, God, because we are blessed, and through our blessings and our giving and our sacrifices and our obedience, you give back to us and bless others. Thank you for that blessing in return. We thank you for it now. We receive it all throughout this house. And, God, we don't care how it comes from the north, south, east, and west, through people, through men. We thank you for those blessings coming upon us as we bless and do what we are supposed to do for you. In Jesus' name, everybody agrees, says amen. Come on up, bring your tithes and offerings to the Lord.
1: Tell you, you in in America, this week you don't don't even have to go to the amusement park. (laughs) Time you turn on the news, it's up down. One knows, specialist said, an idiot confirms, and uh, nobody knows what's going on. They don't even know what's going on. Hallelujah, and uh, I did though. I made a mistake. I. I turned on the news the other day and then at the commercial it came back on and the title was, Dumber and Dumber Too. And uh, I, 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 it took me a while to catch on. Uh, but today I'm going to teach on what's going on in this mess. Now some of this is my personal opinion, I'm sure yours is more critique than mine. I'm sure you have more information than I have because I'm not an information seeker. We are living in a time where it seems like everybody that has ever prophesied is on a special program. And they're all bringing forth prophecies. Now, I did this in Y2K 2000. Everybody said they had heard from God. Now, I had never had a service till midnight until that night. And I said, i was going to have a service just to prove them all wrong. And they were all wrong. But nobody that bought the books sent the books back. I hope this time that you don't continue to listen to people that said, thus saith the Lord, and it didn't come to pass. I really hope you have enough get up and stick-to-itiveness that you hold people accountable. I've heard martial law was supposed to happen yesterday. Nothing happened in Marshall Avenue at my house. Is it going to happen? Well, you got two more days to find out. Well, Trump's going to pull it out. I hope he does. If he's going to pull it out, I hope he pulls it out, like guts out of a killed rabbit. I hope it just spills. But I'm telling you that half of what you're hearing, I could probably extend myself, three-quarters of what you're hearing is not going to come to pass. And the only God that said anything was the God of their self. And so write these people and say, next time you hear from God, please take me off your mailing list. Now, I'm not saying that they're not good people, but I'm saying that when you say that God said something to you, it ought to mean something. Amen? Amen? So, having said that, I am not, and I thank everybody for sending me all these links. Uh, I really do, because it just lets me know what craziness is in the world and in the body of Christ. And we do need to understand that there is nothing more stable and unchanging than the written Word of God. And let me say this to you. I really don't need to know what's going to happen Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday because it's not going to change anything that I believe. It's not going to change my faith. It's not going to change my preparations. I'm not going to buy 75 years of powdered food. I'm not going to do it. Because I'm telling you, Phyllis will mess it up. And I am afraid of what powdered food may taste like having experienced fresh living food. Now, I'm just telling you, sometimes you have to be smarter than the people that are trying to tell you that you don't know anything. You can judge. Could I get an amen? amen? You can judge for yourself. It doesn't matter to me who rules in the White House. Well, 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 what? God sets up and God tears down. God puts one in and God takes one out. It does not matter because my allegiance is not to a government government not to a party, not to a man. My allegiance is to one Jesus Christ. And no matter what takes place, my faith is rooted in him. And even if if, if the devil attacks, men go crazy. Listen, it doesn't matter how much powder you got in a bag doesn't that matter how many guns you got. It doesn't matter, folks. You're still going to have to trust God. People have asked me about, well, what about the COVID virus? Well, I would say this. Number one, we know that it was man-made. Number two, so it was born out of the wickedness of man whether it is by his desire to rule over people, to crush nations economically, which it has done ours in a big percent. It has wiped out a lot of small businesses. Now, do I think that it has been taken advantage of and mishandled? Well, I think that One day that you go, stay away from everybody. Next day, it doesn't matter if you do. Uh, Don't get drunk because you can get the virus in the bar, but if you can go to Walmart and not get the virus in the beer section. I, I, I don't understand this type of idiocy. I don't under, maybe it's because the bottle is opened. I don't know. But I'm just telling you, you know, you cannot shop in this store if you don't have a mask. And then you enter in, they say, oh, it's all right. There, there, there is no absolute. It's like the world has went crazy. Everybody but me. And, I, and I'm struggling to stay sane just to believe what I want to believe. I believe that it has opened the door for, as it were, overrides of political and voted office power. I believe that. I believe that men have taken advantage of that, trying to make out of it something that could not be brought back to normalcy. That is just the spirit of wicked people. That's it. There is no rhyme or reason, it's just that they're taking advantage. Do I think that there is a big conspiracy? In their mind, yes. But overall, no, I think that it was released intentionally. And I believe that they accomplished much of what they wanted to accomplish. They segregated a nation. They segregated a world and economically has begun to break its back. But I believe that we can rise again and I believe that if those that are in power will just stay out of the way and shut up and let God, that our nation can flourish again. Amen. Well, what's going to happen if all this stuff comes to pass? Well... I read the book and the Bible says that I'm still going to be blessed. I'm still going to walk with God. I'm not going to deny my faith. I'm not going to turn belly up for a loaf of bread or for a bottle of water or for a doctor visit. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to live for Jesus. Now, I do understand that in this time that we're in that, The conservative voice is certainly being attacked. Well, what do you think we should do about it? Well, I'm not going to walk with you down the road with a gun against a tank. I'm not going to do it. It's not going to change anything. What I'm going to do is I'm still going to trust God, and I'm going to be like a mouse. If I can get my nose in a hole, I'm going to go through it and preach Jesus. That's what I'm going to do. Now, do I agree that it should be that way? No. And I'm telling you that our constitutional rights are being trumped on. And until somebody finds out a way to make Amazon lose money, they won't change. Because they want the conservative voice silenced. I think it is an atrocity, I think it is an erosion of every American's right, and I think that it's nothing but reverse racism. And I want to tell you something, believe it or not, it will get worse. It will come the day when you will be dangerous to hire because people will look down their nose for you. But it's not going to change what God's going to do in our life. Now, I know that it might seem hopeless, but know this, God hasn't changed. And I I noticed this morning when I got up, none of my books have went, none of my Bible pages have went blank. So God hasn't changed his mind on anything. So it's just going to be the way that he said because he's going to watch over his word. And I do believe that all of this is a step towards the coming of the Antichrist. I believe that. It is a division of nation, of people, of families. And believe me, from where I stand, the church has sucked that worm right in their mouth and they are as divisive and as mean as the world. Brother against brother, name calling, not joining with people, not, well, I, they think this, they think that, where's your faith, brother? Well, it's in Jesus. Well, you got a mask on, I got underwear on too. Not today, but usually <laughs> I, I do. And I'm not kidding, I got to church and I thought, oh my God, I forgot to put on underwear. Don't put those things in your mind, try to flush them out, but... I am just telling you, there are things you want to fight and die for, but your mask and your confession and where somebody's shopping because your... I don't know what. Too sold out to make a statement. Just because they shop there, they're no less than you. Amen. Amen. Amen? And I told you when this COVID virus first started, I was not worried about the virus, not worried about it at all. You say, well, what if you die? Ha, I'll beat you to heaven. <laughs> you know, your people act like dying is bad. I, they, they, when they did that open heart for me they said well now we need to tell you you could die I said listen I don't have a problem with dying I said it's living with all these people that make me aggravated <laughs> dying is easy I know where I've gone and where I'm going I know who I'm going to see and I know what I'm going to hear it's being alive that makes life hard I've never had one corpse complain Could you get rid of all these people out of here, Pastor? (laughs) Tell them, quit touching my face. They they never complain. People complain. Living ones, breathing ones, moving ones. The Bible says that we ought to be able to live at peace one with another. Now, I know that's a hard stretch to put the Bible first in all of our problems, but it is where our faith rests. Now, I'm going to talk to you today about... The coming of the Antichrist, the son of lawlessness, the son of sin. And if we will turn our Bibles to Second Thessalonians 2 in verse 1. This is a unique book Paul tells them in 1 Thessalonians, which we'll talk about next week, about the rapture. But then he comes back, and it's not the first time that he's talked about the coming Antichrist. So if you've heard this someplace in your life, please give me the uh, do that Paul had. He got to say it again. And so we're going to talk about the Antichrist. First of all, Jesus gives us a warning in John 14.1. Don't let your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. That means you are in charge of your heart, your soul. Keep it under wraps. Don't believe everything you hear. Amen. The word troubled simply means don't get upset. Don't get out of order. Don't let your faith get distracted and you start acting like you have none. It means don't get confused. Because if you do, you open the door to the devil. We know that in James. Don't become an emotional wreck. Don't become frightened. Don't become abnormal. Don't become afraid of being deceived. That's don't let your heart be troubled. Troubled times do one or two things. They either destroy people. When I talk about destruction, I'm not talking about our physical bodies, our lives, which all of that may follow, but I'm talking about when things go wrong, and when people are in troubled times, many times they allow the pressure to redefine them. Yeah. I never knew Phyllis would be like her mother until we got in a fight. Then the phone came out the door. I remember I, w- I was out washing my car, and all of a sudden here come a broom. I thought, wow, man, she's really in there sweeping. <laughs> then here comes the telephone. I said, "Uh-oh, there's something going around." Pretty soon, here comes the verbal assault. What did you do? I was outside. I had the car keys. I ran. <laughs> Trouble. Yeah, it was years ago. <laughs> now she's just too weak to pull the phone out of the wall. Anyway, Phyllis, come up here, darling. Phyllis and I have been married yesterday 50 years. 50 years. Yep. 50, 50 years. They told me, well, I thought it was silver. They told me it was gold.
4: Yeah. So I'd like
1: to have a nice gold something.
3: Has anybody got a little... Teeny tiny piece of of an old ring off of a gold necklace or something. I'll take anything. It It
1: gets more (laughs) from that than I've ever got from you. All right, so.
3: No, listen, we were young. It was like three or four days, maybe a week after we were married, and he
4: was talking about his old girl.
1: No. Oh, yes, he did. Put this on
4: tape.
1: I seen her come down the street, so. I crossed and got on the other sidewalk. If I knew I was going to get yelled at and stuff thrown at me, I'd have just kissed her. (laughs) I wouldn't have got anything worse. But I crossed the road trying to be a good husband.
4: And if you'd have kissed her, it would have been D-I-V-O-R-C-E.
1: You, honey. Oh, yes. I'd have just ripped my shirt off you to come back. All right. (laughs) All right, darling, get off this stage. It's my time. Hallelujah. 50 years. Somebody says, does it seem long? (laughs) I said, well, if heaven lasts as long as my marriage has, it'll be a long time. Anyway, listen, when you are in troubled times, you can get redefined. It can strip you of your character, of your moral compass, of your fear of God of your commitment to love the brethren. It can strip you of all the information that you are supposed to hold dear. And the reason that that happens is because trouble demands your attention. Or you can use trouble to deepen your faith in God. One will drive you away from Him. The other one will cause you to cleave to Him. 1 Thessalonians 2, 1, it says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. This speaks of the rapture. And we'll talk about that next week. The rapture comes from a word to catch away. It means to snatch. It comes from its uh, a raptu or oh, a rapto, And what it does is it just means to pull up out of and that's going to happen we're going to talk about the three returns of jesus christ but it says this knowing that you're going to be raptured that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit so please understand that there are spiritual forces trying to get you troubled Paul said, don't be troubled by spiritual activity and pressure, nor by word, nor by letter as from us. Paul knew that the letters that he wrote could be troubling to people to warn them that a time is coming such as has never been on planet Earth. And then it says, as that the day of Christ is at hand. So we wanna make sure that we don't get troubled. Do not get worried by what people are saying or by what your mind is imagining because you will drive yourself crazy. Please just rest in the Lord. Let no man that tells you that men will be involved in about what is going to happen deceive you. That word deceive simply means to cause you to forsake truth, cause you to see things that God has not placed before your eyes. That's why we need to keep our eyes with blinders on them, that we don't drift to the right or to the left, but that we keep the word before us always, because deception will get you away from God and distort even where you are standing. So don't let deception come into your mind. Don't let deception pervert what God has said about you. False teachings shall arise in a great unprecedented way. We are entering in what Timothy said in 2 Timothy... Uh, 1 Timothy, I'm sorry, four one. Could I have that on the stage? Uh, on the? Yeah, there you go. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times... We are in a latter times. In fact, we've been in latter times... ever since God started pouring out His Spirit... because it said in the last days... God would pour His Spirit up upon all flesh. And then it says this, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. That's what deception does. And it says, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Forbidding... To marry, and come and commanding to abstain from meat which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving, of the which, of those that believe and know the truth, and every creature of God is good, and nothing is be refused; uh, it is to be received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. So here we are to remind people that doctrines of devils are going to increase. Oh, I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. Stick to the word. Don't be troubled by spirit or by word or men that would seek to deceive thee. Amen. And it says, let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a great falling away first that the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. Now there is going to be a great falling away. How is that going to happen? By deception. What is deception? A departure from truth. You know, the Bible exhorts us that when we hear something preached, that we go home and study to see if it is in the Word of God. Too many of us come to church and think that we're going to get something out of 40, 45 minutes... I heard somebody say, liar, liar, pastor. You ain't preached 45 minutes for the last 40 years. Well, but I have cut back, I think. But I don't care. Anyway, we sometimes think that we get it because we heard it. We don't get it because we heard it. We get it because we seek it out. When we dig. Dig around things. That's when we discover the true treasures. So we want to make sure that when we hear these things, that we lay hold of them. And this is a time of great deception. It is a time of the doctrines of devils. And the Bible said in 2 Corinthians chapter, verse 14, that the devil himself can come as an angel of light. He can look just like and sound just like Gabriel. He can mimic the voice of God. That's why we try the spirits. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. 1 John, the fourth chapter. So we have to try everything that comes to our ears and to our life. And if we just accept it for face value you're going to get stuck. Because when we accept things for face value, all we hear is this. Hey, new credit card, zero enters. For the first two weeks. After that, 98%. Now see, we don't hear that because we are so overwhelmed with the goodness of zero. Then pretty soon, you bought a bag of potato chips and a Diet Coke. A month later, you owe (laughs) $14,292. I hope you enjoyed your potato chips. You thought they were free. Should have stuck to the two-week plan. We get deceived, and the devil can transform himself into an angel of light. That's why we have to prove every prophecy. That's why we have to listen to stuff. That's why we have to, when we hear it, we have to move with it, if you think it's God. But if it's not, then you don't move. And I haven't seen one prophet move, and I haven't seen one group of people move by what a prophet said. The reason, not that prophets don't exist, I'm just telling you these shenanigans that are going on are more fleshly than they are godly. The other day I was, I was watching one of them that was sent to me and the, this lady, I don't know her name so you won't know her name, but she just took off on this ramp saying about Trump, he's gonna do this and he's gonna get in and he's gonna do this and he's gonna do that. And nobody said, well, I don't agree. Nobody said, well, let's see what they said. Boy, that was a great word. Well, what was great about it? Is it true, is it not true? Did she lie, did she tell the truth? It's not a good word until it comes to pass. We just want to hear any parrot quack, and we'll give him a cracker. We, we want to be smarter than that. Could again, amen. Absolutely. Now, let's go to Second uh, John seven and eight. That second John, that's where all the three little Johns gather. Second John. Says this for many deceivers, not a few. Somebody say many. 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 Now the Bible encourages us in Third John that we need to make sure that men don't creep in and bring heresies into our church. And it says this: for many deceivers are entered into the world, entered into the world, entered in to the world. You know that Satan is mass-producing deceived people. And then it says, Who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh? This is the deceiver and an anti-Christ. This is an anti-Jesus spirit. Now, this phrase in the Greek means a little something different. And I'll just tell you what it means. It means that those that do not believe that he will come again in person, they're deceivers. And believe me, that is a doctrine that was preached in 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter, where Paul said that the words of these two men eat like cancers because they preach that the rapture is already past, And I could probably count on one hand in the last 40 years that I have ever heard anybody preach on the rapture. And people even believe that it's going to take place. And so here it tells us that many deceivers are going to come, and these deceivers promote anti-Jesus values and perspectives. And then it says this, Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we have received, but that we will receive a full reward. Look to who? Who? Yourself. If you miss, if you become deceived, no amount of church attendance, no amount of blame to anybody else is going to be able to get you through the pearly gates. You will fall into a spirit of antichrist, something that opposes the gospel, that erodes its truth and its doctrine. If you haven't heard, I've heard it many times on the news just the last three days, where a senator said this. He said, and I, I don't hold you accountable for what he said, Rick, because he black. <laughs> he said, these Trump supporters, mostly white Republicans, are going to have to be reprogrammed. Now, you may think that's funny, but reprogramming of a generation has been set in motion since a humanistic school system has dominated the learning of our children. They've taken prayer, they've taken God out, they've taken everything that they need away from them And now what's going to happen? Believe me, it's going to happen. Ownership of your children are going to be pushed over to an education system that they'll teach them what to say, how to say it, when to say it, and what to do. Believe me, Hitler did it. and begin to teach people that six million Jews could be killed without feeling convicted about it. Thought that they were doing a favor to humanity. It can happen, folks. And it will begin to happen. Hallelujah. All right. And then it says... Let's go back to 2 Thessalonians. And it says, except there first come a falling away. First, this will precede the uprising of the Antichrist or the son of lawlessness or the son of perdition. Now, I know that some of you may say, I've never even heard this. Well, I understand that, but I didn't glue these into my Bible. These pages are in your Bible, and if you've got a good Bible, it's 940. Now, I didn't put these in here. The problem is that nobody wants to address the seasons that we're in. This is an important transitional season for the United States and for the church the church is about to enter into a place of pressure that it has never known since the birth of America and believe me they want the tax off of your tithe and they're coming after it well what do you want to do well, I guess I'll pay it unless you want to go to jail for me. Be easy to throw me in jail, but if you'll take my place, I'll say no. <laughs> it's easy to criticize somebody else by your convictions when you won't live them, them yourself. Amen. Don't you wonder where I get all them little sayings? (laughs) Buy Cracker Jacks. They've got them little things right in there. (laughs) Yeah. Falling away. The words falling away means this. Until there is a great apostasy. That word apostasy means a forsaking from one's truth. A forsaking of one's faith. In other words... When we get deceived, what we're going to do is start migrating away from the truth. And we will have a form of godliness, but we certainly will not submit to the government of God himself. And we will get drifted in and pulled into deception. And thus, we will end up with maybe bigger churches, but less saints. But less saints. And so this word means that when this falling away takes place, now it takes place so that the Antichrist can rise up and accomplish his mission. It means to forsake or to turn from what once was believed. It means to lose your good sense. Now let's go to First uh, John 2:18 and 19. I'm to have that on the screen. First John 2:18 and 19. It says, Little children, it is the last time as ye have heard that the Antichrist shall come. It's the last time... He's been telling them, telling them, and telling them. They just haven't heeded. And it says, even now are there many antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time. You want to know what time it is in the kingdom? Listen to the anti-Jesus rhetoric. Next verse. They went out from us. Wow, that's a catching statement. They went out from us. They were Christians. Now they're deceived. I don't think they ever thought they would be one of them. Take caution when you think that you cannot be overthrown. Because you'll stop standing watch. I know you probably say, well, man, I come to church and get lifted up. This will keep you out of hell. <laughs> and then it says, <laughs> uh, hallelujah. But they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not of us. Next one, let's go to a 1 John 4.3. 1 John 4, 3. You don't realize how many of these are in the Scriptures till we start looking at them. It says, And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is what? Not of who? This is that spirit of Antichrist. Whereof you have heard... You have heard, you have heard, this was an early church message. Yes, amen. You have heard and heard and heard that they will come. And this is the last time I'm telling you. Now, let's go to 1 John 2, 13 and 14. 1 John 2, 13 and 14. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one, which is another name for Antichrist. One, I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning, I have written unto you young men because you are strong and the word of God abideth in you. Now, how do we overcome this wickedness that men were being deceived from and drawn away from the kingdom? We have to abide in God and we have to abide in his word. Fathers, watch what your children and grandchildren are doing because you are the advantage in the authoritative structure of God amen hallelujah and then let's go to 1 John 2:22 1 John 2:22 Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. Who is that liar? He is an antichrist. That denieth the Father and the Son. They're liars. I didn't say that. God said that. And if you want to write him a letter and tell him he ought to change, he'd probably drop Twitter. Anyway... (laughs) We have to realize that this man of sin, this man of lawlessness, this man that will not be governed by God is a man that will go against everything that you and I count righteous and holy. He will wander from and encourage others By lying signs and wonders. Any miracle done without the name of Jesus Christ is done by the Antichrist. It is done by the Antichrist because it draws attention to another deity besides Jesus Christ. God the Father and the Holy Ghost. And we have to be careful of that. I mean, I, I, you know, how many Christians have you run into that, uh, you know, I don't know, carry weeds around their neck and stuff like this and say, this will keep away spirits, this is lucky, and this is it. Can't be too lucky. You plucked it and it's dead. What's lucky about a four-leaf clover? You found it. That's not lucky. You plucked it. I wonder how many I've ate when I was a kid. I I don't know. That might be why I'm just so blessed. (laughs) Kidding. It means when this man of sin, this lawless, this anti-Christ, anti-right, when he rises up, He will violate everything that is right with God. He will destroy the church where God seeks to build the church. He will destroy God's law and try to make everybody that hears his voice lawless. He will stand against the prosperity of creation. Because God prospers us. God demands worship. This son of perdition, this lawless one, this Antichrist, will steal it from the Lord. When the time comes, he will move in to a sanctuary where God is supposed to inhabit He will take God's place, you can find that in Daniel, the ninth chapter, verse 26, 27, and Matthew, the 24th chapter, I think it's verse 8 or 9. And he will cause an abomination to come to pass. And he will cause men to worship him and to bend their knees. And it says in verse number 5, Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. This is not the first time Paul is addressing the church. That's why I said, maybe you've heard this, but keep your ears open. Because we still need to be refreshed in it. And it says, now ye know that what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time." The one that withholds is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will not leave when the church is taken away. The Holy Ghost will still be here because there will be thousands of people saved during the Great Tribulation. In fact, the Bible says that angels will come down and preach. During this time, the two witnesses that will come and be in Jerusalem testify for God, they will kill them, leave them in the street for three days. After three days, they will rise up and preach the gospel again. That'll get your attention. Yeah, and so many people will be saved and it takes the Holy Ghost to bring them into the body of Christ when they are baptized in the Holy Ghost. They are baptized into sonship. And so it tells us and then in verse 7 it says, For the mystery of iniquity, the mystery of sin, doth already work only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way, the Holy Ghost. And then shall that wicked one be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. We'll discuss that next week. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion and that they should believe It is imperative that if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, it's dangerous to turn down the love offering of salvation today. You might not get another tomorrow. You don't know. We are promised that we will die, but we're not promised tomorrow. And so he warns us that God will turn us over to a strong disillusion that we should believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the tradition which ye have been taught, whether by word or by our epistles. And now... Our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which l- hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and every good work. In other words, we don't just stay here doing nothing. We occupy By preaching and by doing. Amen? Preaching and doing. The son of perdition, I believe, is already born. I believe he is headed to an appointed time by God that only God knows. I believe the church is headed for a great catching away, I would, pre- I would encourage all of us to prepare daily to meet God because it will happen like a thief in the night. And so God wants us to be aware, but God wants us to be prepared. There is no excuse for living in sin because of the promise of pleasures. The pleasures of sin are but for a moment. And once they're used, damnation will follow. You say, oh man, you're preaching hellfire and brimstone. No, you ain't smoking. If I was preaching hellfire and brimstone, I want you smoking. I want your shoes rattling, giving off heat. Listen, but it is a reality. There is a heaven. And there is a hell. Man lives in the valley of decision. But it would behoove us to be quick to make a decision because God could send us a delusion because of a rejection of him and we could believe a lie. Let that not be our end. Father, in the name of Jesus, every head bowed, God, and every heart prepared. Father, this is a time where many are troubled. Many are being tossed to and fro, shaken, God, wondering what's going on. But God, it is a sovereign time of transition for you and for this nation and for your church. God, even today, it's a time of transition for people that do not know you. That, God, they would go from being separated from you by their sins. That as they call upon the name of Jesus, the power of that atoning blood, the only thing is more powerful than sin is the blood that has been shed. God, as that blood is available today. God, the Bible says, if we will call upon the name of the Lord, we shall be saved. God, you speak to your children that if you've committed any sins, if you'll confess them, I will be faithful to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. God, the purity of holiness and righteousness is but a decision away. God, prepare every heart. Let no sin, God, be swept under a rug. No sin, God, be hidden. God, sanctify us, prepare us, cleanse us, God, from your con- by your convicting power. That, God, we will move over to the place that God, people will say, holy. They are holy unto the Lord. God, for every sinner that is here, the blood of Jesus stands ready to be applied. Sinner, there's nothing in hell that you want. There's only one way to escape it. There are a million roads that lead to it, but there's not one of them that brings you out. If you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want you in just a moment to get ready to raise your hand, and I want to pray with you. Wherever you are, young or old, Middle-aged. Doesn't matter. You need to be saved. Teen or adult. Child or parent. You're here today. Jesus died for you. That you could live life eternal. He died for you because he loved you. He requires nothing from you except believe that He was the only begotten Son of God and that He is today alive because He's been raised from the dead. And if you will call Him Lord and give Him your life, sins will be washed away. Your name will be written in the Lamb's book of life and you shall be saved from the wrath of judgment. If that's you today and you say Pastor please pray for me I I need to be saved I want you to raise your hand wherever you are Raise it up Come on wherever you are Raise it up let me see it Raise it up high enough that you're not ashamed of it Because God's not ashamed of you If I'm missing somebody Make sure you get my attention Up the top I'm going to ask everybody to stand to your feet If you raised your hand, I want to pray with you I won't pray for you, I want to pray with you Give me the opportunity, the honor Of walking with you From death unto life If that's you that raised your hand, please step out Into the aisle and come down here And we're going to pray with you And uh God is going to write your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Anyone else? Anyone else? How you doing, young man? Good deal. How tall are you, 5'2"? Well, I'm 5'5", five five and I'm a little taller. I was just figuring about two inches. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It takes courage to confess your faith, and it takes courage to live your faith. But I believe you have that courage. Amen. I believe today, as we pray, God's going to wash your sins away. God's going to move his hand, and he's going to write your name in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. And you'll be free. All your sins will be absolved from this day forward. Don't remember your past, but start looking to your future. Come on over here, guys. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I believe that Jesus Christ is your only begotten Son. I believe he was born of a virgin. Lived a sinless life. Hung on a cross and died. Was buried in a tomb. And on the third day, you raised him from the dead. He is both Lord and Christ. Come into my heart, Jesus. I receive you now. You are Lord of my life. I receive you. I thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, I loose blessing. I loose God, the Holy Ghost, to help them grow and to mature. God, to establish friendships and relationships in this church, God bless them and increase them and lead them by Your Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Praise God. Jim, or uh, oh oh, there, Rob. We
3: gotta pray. Let's pray for Trish. She's leaving today.
1: Oh yeah, that where Trish come up here. Trish is going to be uh, going to. Uh, it's not Reinhardt bunking more. It's Daniel. Kalinda, and uh, she's going to be going there for three months. We need prayer for Mark. Four months. Four months. Four months. Four months. <laughs> Four months. Hallelujah. Well, and months uh down there in, a, in three weeks in Africa. Oh, yeah, and so she goes to Africa for three weeks. Yeah. And uh, so are you going to meet her in Africa, London, and just, why? <laughs> what is wrong with He's you? He's
6: like me. Somebody's he doesn't gotta like that. that.
1: Somebody's <laughs> got to work and fund this. <laughs> All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, as she has proven herself faithful to the house, God, honorable in the house, we ask God that your hand would be upon her, that God, you would open up spiritual eyes and spiritual understanding, that God, she will gleam, understand in an applicable way everything that they speak to her. Yes. That, God, she will be a light to others, a helping, as it were, God, an anchor Mm -hmm. to people that are there. Now, God, we ask you to lead her and guide her. We ask you to bless and to strengthen Mark, God. And, Father, yeah, we know he's the problem in the equation. (laughs) But, God, we ask you to help him. And, God, we know that this is your plan Uh to help us spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. That the world may know yes. that Jesus yes. is Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen Jesus. and amen. Praise amen. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, baby. All right. Okay, Bill. Get out the way. Praise God. Always get in the limelight. Praise the Lord. Wednesday night, remember I'm continuing on the renewing of the mind, leading a revolt. Against that which keeps us bound. And you'll be blessed by hearing it. Father, in the name of Jesus. I loose right now, God. I'll loose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When was the last time you used to the doctor, ma'am? A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. They do blood tests on you. Uh, did they find anything in your blood? they couldn't explain the stiffness or anything like you have? They couldn't. Well, let me tell you something. I'm going to pray for you. And that stiffness is going to leave. These words of arthritis and stuff, you need just erase them. Get rid of them. That is a blood disease, but that's not going to be on you. You just be limber. And in fact, as soon as I get done praying, you, you can do backflips right through here. And I'm kidding you. Now, all this pain is going to leave in this stiffness. Now, Father, in the, in the name of Jesus, I curse God right now all this stiffness. I loose, God, a miracle cleansing her blood. And God, I thank you for it. God, you've called her. You've purposed to watch over her and care for her. And God, we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Do you have a hip problem? Okay. Uh, And you have a lower back problem? Okay. We're going to get rid of the hip problem, and then we're going to pray for his back. Okay? Which hip is it? Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I command right now this hip area... This sciatic nerve, God, I command it in the name of Jesus to come out of her right now. Loose her, God, and I loose miracles in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Now, Father, I pray for this back. I pray, God, for these disrupted vertebras. In the name of Jesus, I command you in Jesus Christ's name to come out of him right now. Loose him. And God, I lose miracles right now, healing in Jesus' name, and I thank you for it. Amen and amen. Praise God. All righty. Hallelujah. Now, let me pray for you, Father, in the name of Jesus. God, go with them. Keep us in righteousness. Lead us by your Spirit. Let us be people of thanksgiving and praise, and let us never be ashamed of our faith. God, let us be bold in our storms. Let us be dominant over the devil, God. And let us set the captives free in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you. See you Wednesday night.